Hi, listener. Welcome to Books and Wine, the podcast. I'm your host, Wendy. I'm so glad that you've joined us one more time. And today's guest is extra special. Lona, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Wendy. Yes, Lona is here looking really beautiful. <laughs> um, you might know her from her YouTube channel, Sip with Lonzi. Um, if you haven't, so head over to YouTube and check out Sip with Lonzi. Um, she talks about a lot about wine um, and she's very geeky about it, but she makes it <laughs> very easy to consume, very easy to understand wine and enjoy. And you know, I'm a, always a big fan of learning about wine. Mm-hmm. So thank you for honoring this invite, Lona. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, me too, Wendy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Lona, where should we start? Ah, oh, very good question, Wendy. Should yeah. we pour a glass of wine? I think that's right. Oh, so <laughs> that's good. It would not be a wine thing without, uh, you know, <laughs> without the wine. So oh. yes. Fantastic. So we're going to have a Cabernet Sauvignon from South Africa. Okay. By the famous Kumusha. Oh, look at that color. It looks beautiful. I love the brand. Oh, so um, nice. It's I rough. think I follow the... Tinashe. Tinashe Nyamudoka, yes. I believe. Nyamudoka, yeah, and, the Zimbabwean. And, yes, the Zimbabwean. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you for the wine. But I'm curious to know how you got into wine. Like, what's your earliest wine memories? How did you end up here? Sip with Lonzi. Oh, wow. That's actually a very funny question. Or rather interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All I can remember, I was over 18. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> had not to be what. said. <laughs> yeah. No underage drinking, yes. Yes. And I started with sweet wines. Okay. And that's the funny part. And how the earliest memory I had about wine mm-hmm. was when I was watching this show called Scandal. Ah, you know, you know about yes. it. <laughs> Olivia Pope yes. and her big glass. Olivia Pope, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I've been admiring Olivia Pope for so long. Uh, uh, the role played by Kerry Washington. Yes, yeah? yes. So I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And I could just see how she dressed and how she could come back from work. I don't yeah. know if it was with the president. Oh, I well. mean, yeah. <laughs> it's all work. It's all know? work. <laughs> and then she would sit on this nice couch and yeah. pour herself a glass of wine in a big glass. Yeah. Mostly red wine. Most always like a <laughs> always like a red. deep full blood bodied, yeah. That's how you yes, say it. Full bodied full red. Bodied, very dense, almost blue color red wine. Yeah. And how she could just hold a glass and take a sip. And I was like, when I grow up, I wanna be like that. Yeah. <laughs> Eighteen year this, old me. This is the kind of opulence I'm aiming for, right? Yes. Yeah. Hundred and ten percent. Like to have a fabulous life, fabulous job and come home and just like Yes. Pour me a glass. Yes, pour yourself a glass and wind down because why not? Yeah. yeah? Mm. So uh, when I, I started wanting to be like her, so I started dressing like her. Yeah. I started figuring out what wine is. And yeah. that's my earliest memory. Little did I know yeah. I'll end up into this new world yeah. about so many wines. Yes. And yeah, so long story short, here I am. Uh, uh, I think a connoisseur. I'd, a connoisseur. <laughs> Certified, actually. No, I love that you're owning that. Um, you know, like, yeah, you're a connoisseur. Mm. You have earned that title. Yes. So, and I think we'll come to that. Um, you know, what, what that means, what, why you, you know, mm-hmm. why you chose that route, you know, like of going to class. Um, 
uh, getting your WSET certification. Yeah. You know, maybe you can speak a bit about that. Yes. And mm. yeah, so I think that's where I am. And actually, I wanted to say, wanting to be like Olivia Pope. Yeah. <laughs> I think I dress like her. At least my I friends mean, say at that. Least, I mean, look, <laughs> uh, look at you. Look at you. I think Olivia should be taking notes at this point because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what my friends say. Yeah. And a YouTube channel later. And yeah, the certification, as you said. Yeah. yeah. So that's my journey about wine. Okay, good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. So shall we... Oh, yes. Okay. Should we Wait. go through the basics of, you know, doing Yes, this please, thing? please, please. Since we have you here, <laughs> let's okay. definitely take advantage and... And learn more about it. Let me get my education. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we don't have a white surface here, but we can just uh, bend it towards the light. Mm -hmm. We can see... Oh, yeah, we can use our books. Oh, yes. Yeah, the beauty of Ooh, being in a bookstore. Can you see that color? Okay. Uh, you can't see your hands through this wine, meaning it's very dark it's very it's like it, it's a it's a dense red and it's a uh it's a medium to high it's a medium ruby actually okay in terms of the color yeah and the color of the wine can tell us a lot about this wine it looks very young mm -hmm. uh, because the more the red wine stays the it let it the color becomes more towards the towny gowny like ah. brownish so this is a dense red right yeah and then after we see our wine looks clean we take a swirl uh, quick question so yeah. why does does it change the color because it's aging in the yes. oak okay Not okay even in the oak even in the bottle just the time yes oh, yes it keeps changing the color i get it yeah remember wine is a it's a living it's a living thing. It's a living thing. So it evolves in that bottle. Oh, <laughs> I see. I yeah. See. So we can take our swirl. Yes. Swirl, we are swirl, opening swirl. it up. And uh -huh. then we take our, we smell it. <sighs> the best smell ever, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you getting in the nose? Uh, uh, some chocolate. Oh, wow. I okay. think. Dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. um, there's something edgy. Is those, are those like some uh, black currant fruits? Ah. Plums? Oh my gosh, yes. Plums. Plums. Like when you said it, like it, it entered my brain. Like my brain knew, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's a typical Cabernet Sauvignon. So how, how far do you take your nose in? Oh, it's so nasty. Like, I mean, all the way in, right? It's actually the whole rim has to cover your nose. Oh, really? <laughs> so there's no over... No. no. Okay. You take... Okay. Yes. Oh, and that's, that's a whole lot of difference. Because yeah. I think I was smelling it just shyly ah. with the tip of my nose. Yeah. And now I kind of, like, get a whole different experience. Just, like, you know, Taking dipping my whole nose inside. And take a big breath, like, through your nose. And can I, am I smelling some, what, just say it. something with like grass or something. Oh, something herbaceous, something green. Yeah? Yes. Ah, There's something like very with, good. It's a very good pick because you know Cabernet Sauvignon, half of it is, uh, okay, the mother was Sauvignon Blanc and mm -hmm. uh, Sauvignon Blanc tend to be very herbaceous. So you wouldn't be surprised to get some notes of uh the hints of grass and herbs in a cabernet sauvignon so, yeah yeah okay 
Okay. So we take we go to the fun part and see. Yes, let's. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and before oh, before, that. We, before that, I can see like forming oh, some legs. legs. Oh, right? you're taking us to level three. Now oh, this is the snobbiness okay. of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the whole point of swelling so that you can watch it drip down and oh. be like, mm. <laughs> look at the that. goal is actually to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listeners and viewers. They just want to understand the basic of good wine. Okay. But like so I notice when now you get complex, they kind of lose you. Mm. And they're like, oh, I just want to drink the like, wine. Like, can, <laughs> can I just drink it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the legs could tell you a lot about the alcohol level, and that is getting complex. Mm. That begins okay. to get complex. So that is another episode, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Before that, can we just cheers? Yes. Cheers. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The tannins. Ooh. Mm. Another sip. <laughs> you know what I love about a capsule? Like it almost makes you want to tear. You know, like to tear. Yeah, up. like oh. <laughs> like the sensation is so much. It kind it's of like over. hits you everywhere. Mm. Hits your nose. Hits your everywhere. Right. Oh. When you act like you're chewing mm. it. Oh, it's like you're opening it up in your mouth. Ah. If you act like you're chewing it, you feel the tannins, the acidity, you're, you're immediately salivating. Mm. After the drying effect, you salivate. Yeah. If you can feel it. Yes, yes. And then the alcohol is just in the finish down here. Mm. And then you can feel the fruit flavors that you're thinking about. I mean, that you are smelling. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to drink a cup of... Uh, the same again. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. But yeah, it's a very nice uh, bottle. Yeah, but yeah. you said it's young and I can kind of... Ooh, my saliva is not kicking in. <laughs> uh -huh. I can kind of like taste from the, you know, from the wine that it's not very aged, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I think part of why I just wanted to, uh, us to have this conversation is for anyone listening or watching this to pick up some, you know, some hints mm -hmm. on how to judge wine because not everybody is gonna go do a WSET <laughs> yeah. and frankly not everyone has maybe needs even to be a connoisseur mm -hmm. but I believe everyone needs some like basic wine knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. be able to navigate the wine aisle. Yeah. Uh, like when you go to the wine aisle, you see so many wines. So what am mm -hmm. I looking at? You need to be able to answer that question. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the things that um, always fascinates me mm -hmm. is the labels. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. The so labels. how can we, how do we go through the labels beyond the name of the wine? Mm -hmm. When you see the, what else, what is, what are all this, in, what's this information? Ah, okay. Yeah. To be honest, after a level two certifi certification later, yeah. I still struggle. I'll just be honest. Yeah. But there are some things that you can pick from a label mm -hmm. and you can see today how we have I selected three bottles of wine here yeah two are from South Africa and one is from France the region of Bordeaux to be precise okay so when you're walking down that aisle it's very chaotic to be honest yeah and to make it worse in a supermarket yes the line manager wouldn't have any idea about that wine That's yeah. such a shame. yeah it's true because I mean they have 
so many products they're also selling yes, soap and exactly. so many other things yeah that's why being in a wine shop for instance a specific uh liquor store that uh at least you can get someone who can help you wine, yeah it, yeah? Mm. yeah so in a label label can tell you different stuff okay and the first thing a label will tell you it's the grape variety mm-hmm. so when you can see and not always yeah as you can see this wine you can see it's a cabernet sauvignon right yeah it's written there when you look at this it's written a Pinot, Pinot Grigio. Grigio, yes. And when you look at this, it's written uh, a Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Yeah, so come on. If you don't understand what a Bordeaux is, you'll be like, what the hell is this Bordeaux? Yeah, like, <laughs> Just tell me what it is. Yeah, true. <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, based on these three differences here, you can see the new world wines. And by that, I mean regions like South Africa, Argentina, any, um, any outside region Europe, outside right? Europe. Yeah. Okay. They have simplified it. They're like, you know what? Let's just. I'm call gonna it. tell you what what is in the wine, <laughs> right? What is in the wine? Yeah. Because this is, this is yeah. South African as well, right? Yes, the Pinot South Grigio. African. Okay. Same to Kumusha, and mm-hmm. this is a Bordeaux, very classic. Even the labeling looks very classic, and probably this label looked the same many years ago. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be very reserved. Yeah. And they will label a Bordeaux as a region. This okay. is the region, and ideally. Uh, the region has various type of grapes and mainly a Bordeaux blend will be a blend of Cabernet Sauvignon and Malot. Okay. But an average consumer wouldn't even know that, yeah, right? Yeah. But the moment you see Bordeaux, just think of the region. Yeah, just and, know it's yeah. in France. It's, it's a French France. wine. Yes. From the, the Bordeaux, Bordeaux region. region. Yeah. Yes. And new world wines have made it easy for us. So that's the first thing you look at the grape variety. Yeah. The second thing is the alcohol level. Okay. So if you look, every bottle Ooh, for sure will have Kenyans. an alcohol level. I think this is this is the first step. Like, well, how much alcohol how is much in al- this thing? Money for money, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that is that. This is twelve point five. This is a thirteen. The one from Bordeaux. Okay. And uh, the, the one, one we're sipping on. It's fourteen. So Ooh. the kumusha is fourteen yes. percent. I knew you chose the one. <laughs> you know, you chose the one with higher alcohol. I knew you chose the best one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what alcohol percentage would tell you? Mm-hmm. Normally, most uh, wines with high alcohol level will be between 13 to 14 percent. Okay. And when you see between 13 to 14 percent, you expect a full-bodied red wine, for yes. instance. Ah. So you'll expect something very full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be red wine mostly, and again, very young. At least not too old, but a bit young. Ah. Uh, is it that young. when it like when it ages, it loses the alcohol uh, percentage, or uh, when it ages, really? Okay, but for a wine to be categorized as a wine that could age, it has to have various different criteria. So, mm-hmm. for instance, high alcohol level so that it okay. softens ah, I see. over time. Okay. Same to high tannin so that it softens. Ah. High acidity to soften. Those are the criteria. I see. Okay, yeah. so the aging is supposed to like make it better. Yes, make oh. it better and softer. Oh, make it, yeah, improve the quality, etc. Yes. Okay, back to the labels. Yes, back to the labels. So, uh, when you see a 14%, you think about something very full-bodied wine. Mm-hmm. And then when you look something like 12%, you expect high acidity in that wine yeah. and very young as well. Like mm. uh, very light in body, very light body and high acidity. Yeah. Most chances. So, okay. at least the alcohol percentage will give you an idea <laughs> of <laughs> what am I getting myself into. What am I getting myself into, <clears throat> But yes. you know, because I've been watching Sip with Lonzi, oh. I saw something that you did at the supermarket oh, uh-huh. which was to take a bottle and scan it yes. on an app yes uh, do you want to give up that handy hint uh, like you know like 
what what is you know the kind of information that you can get what was this mm. app you know, spill the tea. <laughs> you better go watch my <laughs> video. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, yeah. I think really uh, scanning a wine because it's so cluttered. Let's be honest. There's yeah. so many options. And I use Vivino. Mm. I know Vivino is it's for professionals, but it's for consumers. Yeah. And I believe consumers are the, the truest test of anything. Exactly. Yes. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has to make sense to the person drinking it. Yes. It, okay. Yeah. So, so that's a handy shortcut, yes, right? always can. And then you'll see the ratings, you'll see the testing notes, the nose, and then you'll be like, you know what? I can do this. I yeah. can't. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess because like if you, if I get a bottle and it says Bordeaux and I don't know what Bordeaux means and I scan yes. it, and it will give me that information. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow, good stuff. Technology, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought. <laughs> exact more, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think because um, the other thing that I always like, always want to find out, mm -hmm. or people ask me um, from time to time is, like, does the price of the wine, does it mean like it's a, if, if I buy a very expensive bottle, does it translate mm -hmm. that I'm buying a good wine? Ah, okay. Very good question, actually. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to wine and the price, first and foremost, I think every winemaker is trying to make a beautiful wine mm -hmm. for the consumers to drink. Yeah. And uh, a very expensive bottle would be expensive for various reasons, mainly through the making process. For instance, if the bottle is a bit big, like this one, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell it's a bit <coughs> big and heavy. There's mm. a cork. The labeling, ah. the attention to detail. There's a, a punt here. It's yeah. not like massive, but there's a punt, and it's a Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah, Bordeaux is a region that's known for very expensive wines in the world. Okay. So it would best on the wine, the wine making process, the aging. Like mm -hmm. they're probably aged in oak barrels versus someone who has uh, just put it in oak barrels for three months. Yeah. And someone or steel or, or steel tanks. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the cost of production already is there's a difference in it. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it can determine an affordable wine. Let's not say cheap. Affordable. Affordable, yes. <laughs> affordable <laughs> wine versus expensive wine. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to also the tasting uh, notes of expensive, it would be nice to do a blind test. Be like, ooh, <laughs> that would be lovely. Yes. yes. It's like okay, here is a ten thousand bottle of wine, mm -hmm. and here is a two thousand, yes, or even a one thousand bottle of wine. Yeah, and then you pick. Oh my one. gosh! I think yeah, that can be a tip, right? Yes, then you that can would answer be for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I think for in terms of flavor and tasting notes in nose and the experience, mm -hmm. there's a bit more what a ten thousand shilling bottle of wine can give you compared to a one thousand for sure. Most definitely. Yes. I mean, like Mercedes and. <laughs> in a very handy Toyota, you yes. still get where you're going. Exactly. But how did you get there? How was, was the AC? How the experience? <laughs> you know, were the seats warmed or yes. were they not? You know? Yes, that's the difference. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay, cool. good stuff. So I guess, um, but generally, like if I'm at the aisle, mm -hmm. um, what are some of the things that I can just pick out um, besides the price to kind besides of like tell me, okay, this this is worth of my money mm. yeah like, oh wow that's like top of your top, top of mind mm -hmm. i always bring out my app vivino <laughs> it's, it's very handy yeah because reviews really matter yes and people if yes. i've not tried it before someone else yes. might say this was very high in acidity yeah. this is full bodied and i'll pick what's best for me and whatnot i barely ah, look at the price 
Thank you for yeah. saying that because um I've always like been a believer that you know our palettes are different mm -hmm. and I guess we'll also touch on that when we talk about books as yeah. well um that what you like what you will like I it, it's not a, like a testament on the quality of the thing mm -hmm. it's just your taste in it ah, uh, because sometimes on. I will love a book and somebody will be like what was that exactly and same yeah. with wine so I guess um maybe the challenge is for somebody to find their palette yes. right yeah. like find what works for you find what exactly as you said with the book seven yeah. wines we are living organisms and our microbiologies are different what you smell is not necessarily what i smell oh and my what you gosh. taste is not necessarily what you taste yeah can you say that one more time because <laughs> i think that's really really that's at the heart of it yeah yeah what like you, yeah what you smell is not necessarily what i smell and what you taste is not necessarily what I taste. So there's nothing snobby about wine. When you see people in a room and they're like taking up, they're saying forest floors, whetstone, and all you can feel, it's just cut grass. It's okay. That's your nose. That's your nose. And there, it's not right or wrong. There's no right or Actually, wow. there's no right or wrong. Like, I just feel so liberated at this moment. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's okay. debunk all these myths about wine has to be for certain. No, let's just make it easy yeah. and approachable. And yeah. find the, the, the taste that works for you and find yes. the, the palette that works for you. Find what you like. And that also might change with time, don't you think? Ah, it's changing. Yeah. Yes. Because sometimes you find that you like some things mm -hmm. uh, at a certain season. I know earlier you were telling me that last year you were reading predominantly <laughs> Uh, psychology, psychology books. books yeah and you've sort of found what you wanted in them and now you're reading a different genre yeah right mm -hmm. and i guess that also like Same in wine, wine happens right funny thing when it's hot you gravitate towards the roses and the white yes. when it's cold like now you just want your red yes you just want to hug it <laughs> you want that yeah. deep mallow that yes, you know yeah. that caps off and Oh, okay, great. Interesting, yeah. Um, on to a bit of some book banter. Yes. When we were speaking earlier, you mentioned that last year you were in a psychology books phase. Mm -hmm. And that you're no longer in that phase now and you're reading a different, you know, uh, different kinds of books. Mm -hmm. what, you know, why, what do you think we're always, you know, gravitating to certain kinds of things? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that you can tell us, you know, you've learned so that you don't have to read the big psychology books? Oh, wow, that's interesting. Tip, use audiobooks when it comes to very big, heavy books. Yes. It's easier to get through it. Yeah. And yeah. Less intimidating, right? Less intimidating, yeah. And it's easier to hear the voice rather than just read big words, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as I, I was earlier saying, um, we tend to read books to look for answers. And I, I said that you tend to read books about love, about heartbreak experiences, when you're, you feel like you're going through it and you want some answers. Yeah? yeah, yeah. And I was into psychology books last year, mainly because it was a very tough year. Mm -hmm. Personally, for, for me, it was. Yeah. And... Uh, you tend to try seek wisdom from the older guys. Yeah. Like Paulo Coelho here, yeah. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. They have gone through some things in life and they can be able to offer some advice or two yeah. on the tips about going through. 
and that's why I was really into it and it gave me so much not necessarily all answers but yeah. some guidance to yes. how to go through it yeah. yeah and it kind of clarifies where you're at and then at the very minimum mm-hmm. it kind of offers some sense of community right yes because if you know that you're not, not the only one <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yes. And if this person made it through, yeah. then perhaps I'll also make it through. Yeah. Um so again, maybe for my case this mm-hmm. year I've had to I found myself like gravitating a lot towards finance books. Mm-hmm. Um I guess because I am wearing new shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow. I'm running a bookstore mm-hmm. and part of that comes to comes with like financial management and all that kind of a thing. So I'm finding myself having to you know teach myself a lot of things. Yeah. And one of the books that I was mentioning to you earlier mm-hmm. that I just finished is called uh, From Monk to Money Manager. Mm-hmm. Why everybody needs to be wealthy <laughs> or a little bit wealthy and why that's okay. Yeah. And um and yeah, so I kind of started reading I've read that I've read Atomic Habits oh Atomic Habits which is clear yeah, yeah which is about like how do you make habits that stick mm-hmm. uh and not scary ones like you know run 10 miles tomorrow exactly no it's walk 10 minutes every day mm-hmm. and add 10 minutes the yeah. next day and the next and the next and soon enough by 3 months or whatever you're going to be running 10 miles yeah 100% it's funny <laughs> yeah. do you think uh we all tend to read the same books at the same time in the market ooh yes because <laughs> <laughs> i read financial books and i told you oh my god this year i've been to fi- into the financial books as well yeah and you know could it also be that we are sort of maybe dealing around around the same things because uh. you see everybody is coming from a really mm-hmm. stressful trying financial period with covid and all yeah. of that Um everyone has been either affected or know somebody that's been affected mm-hmm. and generally come being in a depression you're sort of I mean in a D yes it's called yeah, a depression it's a, it's a depression. financial depression yeah. yeah you're trying to kind of figure out I mean we're sitting right here in the middle of an inflation prices have skyrocketed yes. so I guess money is top of mind for everybody yeah. so it's like a wave right yes yeah. it's like a wave we are all humaning around the same things yeah true <laughs> we are all yeah and as a bookstore owner like do you always know this is a wave coming how do you plan what to stock oh my gosh that's an interesting thing so we were always very perceptive or we try to stay perceptive to what people want mm-hmm. uh what's new um customers are very volunteering like about what they want mm-hmm. the things they want so if you have a listening ear mm-hmm. you will kind of know because people will tell yeah, you, you this is what i want you get a word you get a word <laughs> right yeah yeah but um you're reading something that's not finance not psychology i see you have a very ah, huge book oh, yeah. <laughs> that's matching your outfit oh yes guys. lady in red <laughs> i read something actually i read a lot it's people I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah. <laughs> Now they do. Now they do. They have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm reading I actually I I read this book last year. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, it fell under my category of books last year. Mm-hmm. And 
Ah, my God. I don't even know where to start. Polo Quello. I mean, I mean, how I haven't read the book yet. Yeah. This particular book, but I've read Polo Quello. And so I get where you're you saying. Yeah. The Alchemist, you read The Alchemist? I, of course. I read <laughs> The Alchemist. And I was like, what is this tiny book that has just like. Yes, you know? like gone viral or something. Yeah. yeah. I think you need to read it. And I think, just can I say now what are the things that. Yes, 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 yes. Highly recommend number one, a solid eight over ten. Wow, <laughs> good, good. Yes, very relatable as well. Mm -hmm. And a few things came up for me, and uh, he was discussing about um, personal growth and everyday wisdom and joy about life, mm -hmm. just various aspects of life. And it was like it's a bit of a fiction as well. Mm -hmm. And guys would ask various questions, and then they answer. He answers best out it brings out very well in the book yeah? yeah yeah so the first area that it caught my eye i mean and i really related to was someone to tell us what you do when you feel like you're too afraid to change mm. and i feel like we are all victims so the, the title of the book is mm. manuscript found in accra yeah by polo Coelho. i'm saying this for anybody who's oh, not oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> It's not on the YouTube channel, which I already said, you better go back and watch mm -hmm. the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the book, I don't even know. I just need to read this to you, man. Like, Please do. I need to read those parts because I don't think I would, I would say it much better the way he, he has it. put yeah. it. Okay. So for guys who are afraid to change, and I think we are mostly culprits, you know, and he oh, says, yeah. We are afraid to change because we think that after so much effort and sacrifice, we know our present world. And we like to, we, we, are, comfort, we are comfortable with familiar. Yes. We don't want surprises. Yes. Just like, you know, ah, I'm just okay. I've finally figured this, this yes. out. Yes. And they want to be in a zone where I can anticipate, even if something different is thrown my way, I know how I'll handle it. Mm, mm, mm. But just think about it. Like change is inevitable and change is constant and i think we just need to let go yeah and just let the waves just let's go with the wave when you're supposed to change just change yeah i mean that's what i caught and actually that's one of the reasons i feel like i decided to do things differently this year yeah uh initially my personal page i had i have a hundred followers yeah <laughs> And from that to starting a whole YouTube channel yeah, and an open Instagram page and putting my life out there, that's bold, you but know? You see the gems you are denying the world. <laughs> hmm? Come on, Wendy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you know, I, I, and I think we can speak a little bit on that. Um, like, what is this resistance? Is it that you're always like, I'm not there yet? Maybe I'm not where I need to be so that I can step on this podium. So you kind of postpone that. Um, in all honesty, I never thought I'd do anything like this. I just woke up one day and yeah. did it. And, and I think I saw that... Um, First YouTube video? Yeah, like, you know, this is 28th January. I don't know why I have the timestamp in my head, I guess. Oh, wow. But you know, like, a loyal follower. <laughs> uh, and I'm starting, like... It's not perfect, but this is a start. Yes, just start. Yeah. You said it in a nutshell, just start. Yeah. Whatever scares you, just start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I love that. And I, I 
<laughs> at this point I don't even want to speak about the book that I'm reading because <laughs> you need to let me just say one it's more not thing a TED talk. and yeah. then now I finish on my book and then you tell me about that book because I really want to hear okay. about that book sawa so it's about elegance okay speak to us about elegance and when someone asked that question guys in the crowd were like why are you asking is that even a question but let's be honest that's bold you know people would be scared to ask what is elegance or what is beauty yeah right and those are eternal questions that's an eternal question i mean those are eternal questions if you think about like the the big industries mm-hmm. that's what they're trying that's a problem they're trying to solve for you yeah you understand yeah and not even just like the superficial beauty oh yeah but even like the intrinsic beauty art is in this is elegant right <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you yeah but yes proceed <laughs> and what caught my eyes is that the simplest things in life are the most extraordinary let them reveal themselves you know yeah and he says the desert only has the sand and the rocks but it's at its truest self and it's gorgeous it's oh, elegant no. then another thing he says it's the sea it's yeah. just like a flat blue bed yeah it's just it's, water it's just water but it's elegant yeah. same to the snow it's only white yeah when a gazelle runs away from a lion it just runs elegantly i mean yeah. you get what i mean i know oh my gosh yes and that's what he says elegance it's very simple it's the it's simple the essence thing. of the yes. of the thing yes and he goes ahead and says arrogance complicates words because it believes that intelligent is only for the chosen few right but elegance transforms com- complex thoughts into something everyone can understand like why <laughs> you know i was about to say uh i can see that with sipidlonzi oh thank you, you know like here is this big monolith this scary thing that's the world of wine mm-hmm. but you break it down in such simple easy to bite kind of things like it makes it it brings it home and you get it thank you so think, thank yeah. you for doing that thank you too and yeah i recommend this that's all i want to talk about <laughs> you better read this book and I, I, I am convinced <laughs> yes. i am definitely convinced uh, but currently i'm reading a book that has me introspecting mm-hmm. Um so it's called Family Every Family Has a Story by Julia Samuels. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow, so that's the, deep. Yeah, so the author <laughs> actually yeah it is. So <laughs> families matter and every family has a story. A history of connection as well as wounds and heart. Mm-hmm. A story of love and loss, joy and pain. And they go on to say why do some families thrive in adversity while others fragment? How can families weather difficult transitions together? and what small changes can really impact our relationships and so the author is a therapist mm-hmm. and so has a center stage like they have access to all these human experiences mm-hmm. and so they thought why don't i put together a book with a couple of portraits of families mm-hmm. um navigating difficult things yeah because like you said change is going to come yeah and we all come from family and whether you love yours or you don't mm-hmm. it's still a big part of who you are and it influences how you are who, you know how you navigate the world what kind of relationships that you form so i think at the heart of it 
it's the kind of book that everybody can read and either find themselves or have some empathy, some compassion, or even find, you know, yeah. hope, hope or some tips that you can implement in your own family, right? Yeah. So it's it's quite interesting, like just to see other people, um, really navigating big things. Yeah. Some, but I guess at the heart of it, it just illustrates that no family is perfect. Oh, thank you for saying that. Actually, no. <laughs> we just said there's this, uh, especially <laughs> the ones that look perfect. No family no is family perfect. No family is perfect, guys. Because no human is perfect. <laughs> no human, exactly. Yeah. And they've just said that, and I remember I was recently in a friend's uh, traditional wedding and the house uh it had this sign written yeah from the outside we are this perfect nice family yeah and i could resonate <laughs> 120 yeah. times yeah yeah <laughs> from the outside so people think oh my god that family is perfect but guys no every family has its own issues and yeah embrace yours and now yeah change if you have to yeah. yeah and i think i think the what matters at the end of the day mm -hmm. is that the people in there love each other yes. and want the best for each other mm -hmm. and most importantly have the courage to you know to make the necessary changes i yeah. think that's all that matters because uh like if you look at like wounds and hearts that we carry from family members mm -hmm. or, or from people that we love it's most times it's not intentional but it's there's always the lack of courage to address it yeah and so they fester and then you know they become, become something monsters. else yeah a hundred percent that's yeah. very good i think it's a very good book yeah it's a kind of book that i'm just thinking should i call my long long lost estranged cousin a hundred percent and figure out and make it because life is short i you know. know life is short yeah life is definitely short at the same yeah. time life is long <laughs> that's hilarious yeah an oxymoron for sure <laughs> yeah and yeah. yeah i think um it's interesting how like the books meet us maybe somewhere where we need to be yeah. or they bring to you what you need at the time mm -hmm. and so is are you willing to receive it exactly yeah true so not to self <laughs> not to self. Yeah. No, I'm saying not oh, to myself. Not to <laughs> I'm just preaching to myself <laughs> at this point. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's true. So, yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Lona, for coming in and having this really insightful conversation with me. I think I've taken a lot of notes. I would definitely pick up manuscript found in in Accra. I don't know why I keep saying. I keep, in my head, I'm thinking manuscript found in Ghana because that's <laughs> how, I, how I've saved it in my head. <laughs> Look at me. Um, but yeah, thank you for doing this. And how can people find you? How can people, um, you know, keep up the, I mean, learn keep more from you? Lonzi. Because I think <laughs> keeping up with logs. Yeah, because I think this has been really insightful. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'd like first to say thank you, Wendy, for reaching out. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. Yeah. And just meeting you, chatting about 
books and of course I've picked a book that's going to be my next read and yeah. having this beautiful beautiful bookstore guys can you see that <laughs> or oh, can you hear that it's gorgeous I mean the vibes are already translating into the audio <laughs> oh yeah and thank you so much and looking forward to always having you more yeah and yeah so you can feel free to follow me uh, on YouTube and Instagram as sip with lonzi I talk about wine and also make funny reels about wine relatable though very relatable yeah yeah and relevant relevant like, especially because well. i think that a lot of um, wine places that i follow mm-hmm. they are not in kenya and so you kind of feel like okay what am i going to do with that information ah, right okay, but yeah. so when you follow sip with lonzi <laughs> you know when she shows a wine you can pop into a chandarana or wherever and you buy your wine <laughs> you'll definitely get it yeah. so thank you for coming in thank you for listening this far Um if you're joining us for the first time definitely follow us on Instagram at books and wine KE on Twitter books and wine KE again and make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with a friend